Today on CityCast Boise, it's that time of year again when home gardeners have so much squash, they're sneaking zucchini into cake, bread, and their neighbor's kitchen. Luckily, master gardener Gretchen Anderson is here with some amazing and easy late-season harvest tips. Plus, she rates my chaos garden. It's Wednesday, August 23rd. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise's talking about. Hi, Gretchen. Welcome back. Oh, it's so good to see you, Emma. Always so good to see you. Before we get into it, I sent you some pictures of my own garden, and I want you to rate it. I want to know what you think. I know you asked me to rate it. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> honestly, I think I, oh, Emma, I would just run from that. <laughs> it's bad, huh? Oh, it my gosh. It got away from me this year, Gretchen. It I got hope away. you put them in the show notes because people, uh, they will want to see this. And I, I love that. You know what it, it shows me is that I look at it and I think, now there's a woman who had grand plans in the spring. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is exactly what happened. Any, what are your notes then? Your notes are just burn it down. No, no. I saw that first photo and I went, oh, 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 oh my! <laughs> That's a garden. <laughs> um, I think, I think, as a gardener or a wannabe gardener, you have to step back and say, okay, what am I trying to achieve? For one thing, what do I want to eat? And um, and then how am I going to get from point A to point B, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think that I, I love that you had great aspirations early in the spring. And don't lose that because I think gardeners need that. You know, they think, ah, oh, how can I grow this? Or, you know, what what new thing can I put in my garden? And then the second, you have a second photo that has, um, you show mint and irises and blackberries and a peach tree and raspberries mm-hmm. and peppers, eggplants and lettuce. Wow. Are you still getting lettuce at this time? Um, in a, Just a little bit, but it's mostly bolted. Yeah, it's mostly, sure. It's mostly done. But there is a little because it's shaded right there that you mm-hmm. could still like snip a little bit off of. Wow. Okay. Well, I would be having a lot of fun with uh, if there are any peaches left and blackberries and the mint. And I'd be making cocktails big time. <laughs> That's that's really what I have is a cocktail garden. Honestly, if you go back there, I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think that's fabulous. I have my husband always teases me because I always say I do chaos gardening and he always like leans in and goes heavy on the chaos. Because, <laughs> yeah, I tend to plant things that I know will do well on their own. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of just say like, this is your part of the yard. So out of 10, what do you rate my garden? Go ahead. Oh. I'm, I'm ready. I hate to do that to you, Emma. I want to. I want to remain your friend. <laughs> You'll be my friend no matter what. Give it to me. I would say a good solid. You know what? With all of the photos, I would say a good solid seven. A seven, Gretchen. I don't deserve that. I thought you were going to say a two or three, maybe a four. No, darling, wow. no. Because I think you really. I, I I think you're okay. You've got some good rosemary coming up, some sage, oregano, and I'm hoping. Hoping, hoping, hoping that you'll be able to preserve some of what you've got going there. I don't, is it all zucchini? What kind of squash are you growing? Well, I thought I was planting zucchini and uh, I did buy these from like a neighborhood yard sale that was selling um, a bunch of plants, a lot of these. 
Um, and it was a kid, Gretchen. It was a oh. kid selling plants. And I can't, it's like lemonade, plants, cookies, whatever you're selling at a yard sale if a kid is selling it. So I bought a ton of these <laughs> these squash plants. They're all yellow squash. I don't have, oh. I think I don't have, a, I think I maybe have one zucchini, but I have so much yellow squash. So it's all summer squash. It's all summer squash. Yeah. So by that question, what I was wondering is in the gardening world and squash grows in Idaho so well. And you have your summer squash, and that's usually the soft skin squash, like zucchini and the yellow squash. They're the ones that you chop up and you you put on the barbecue, and they're, they're delicious. The winter squashes that are hardy, and actually you can harvest them and clean them up and put them someplace where there's lots of good ventilation in the garage is where I keep mine. And I, I use them all winter long. Oh. Usually okay. roast them. Yeah, yeah. I've become a real fan of um, various squashes, and, and we either roast them on the Traeger, like the spaghetti squash. So then you have this smoky spaghetti squash, and I'll, I'll smoke it, and then I'll carve it out, put it in Ziploc bags, and then freeze that. And we use that all winter long. I have I have three kids who are vegans, you know. Oh, and so yeah. Yeah. that's our taco meat is that. Um, smoked spaghetti squash. It's delicious. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. What about, um, I know you're supposed to pick zucchini and yellow squash while it's young, but yes. obviously I probably don't always do that. And so I have a bunch of yellow squash that is so big. Can you still use that for anything? Yeah. Just make sure you get rid of the seeds. You don't want to do anything with those seeds. They're big and pokey. And um, and then make sure you take the skin off and, and you can enjoy that. You can still eat that. Okay, good. Yeah. It's just a lot better I think, and a lot easier to put into recipes when they're smaller. But man, they, you know, one one plant can get away from you and those things look like baseball bats after a while. Yeah, they do, they're gigantic. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything really to do at this stage for people like me who've let their gardens go a little wild? Like, is it too late to get a hold of it? Should I just say, next year I'm gonna be more organized or is, can I can I still get on top of it, you think? I would say if it cools down, yes, you could, however, I would, you know what, I would just focus on what you have growing there and the sage and the oregano uh, and the rosemary and fennel, all of that can be dried, be dehydrated. And here's the great thing about uh, dehydrating herbs, your own herbs, you know exactly what went into them and you know that you didn't put any pesticides on them or anything like that, right? And you could go to the local library and they will lend you a dehydrator. What? Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. A lot of the libraries have multiple dehydrators. So if you you can just borrow them. That's the fabulous thing about our library system. Well, okay, so other than zucchini and yellow squash at this stage in the season, what are we picking and harvesting from our gardens right now and like what should we be doing with it? Oh, you know those tomatoes that we bought at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> you would not believe how many tomatoes I have right now. <laughs> Three for $9, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. The big beef is what we bought. I'm harvesting those like nobody's business and really enjoying eating in the season. I made some um, pico de gallo the other day. And then my husband, he hasn't tired of uh, the tomato sandwiches that I make. <laughs> yet. <laughs> it'll come. And then once we tire of really enjoying the fresh tomatoes, um, then I will start 
preserving those in a real simple way, real quickly. I have several ways that I preserve tomatoes and I teach a class on it too, coming up in uh, Boise Community Ed. But the, the best way I've found is that I just roast my tomatoes in the oven, maybe sometimes with a little bit of garlic, and then I, I take those roasted tomatoes and I put them into a blender, a pretty powerful blender, and just whiz it up and make a sauce into it, or you know, make it a, a sauce. And then I pour them into freezer containers and pop them in the freezer, label them and date them and pop them into the freezer. And I use that all winter long with um, making spaghetti sauce or soups or pizza sauce. And it's wonderful. And it tastes so good. Yeah. Oh, that's such a smart way to do that because yeah. canning can be a bit of a bear. But something I've kind of struggled with my tomatoes, they look ripe, but then when I pull them off, they actually like aren't quite ready. Is there a trick to knowing like, should they pop right off the vine easily? Is Do they usually take a little, a bit of a tug? You're, you're fine to, to tug them off the vine. That's fine. If okay. they look like they're about to, to ripen, you're good because what, what tomatoes do is they continue to ripen. The one thing that we've seen around the valley just recently is called green sh shoulders. And that's where you have the tomato, it's all red, but on the very top, it's still kind of green. And this is because, well, it's a, it's a ripening disorder. And I learned that it's it's most likely a little bit of inadequate potassium oh, um, okay. for the tomato. You can still use it. You want to just cut that part off and and use the fruit that looks looks the best. I had that last year, and I. I wish I had known that because we had some tomatoes that just would not ripen. Uh, I don't know if they were in a shady spot, but we had so many green tomatoes. We did the thing, you know, that you put them in the cellar and forget about them. But uh, <laughs> I did that thing. But um, what about like, I know as a master gardener, you probably get all kinds of questions about things that could be ruining our gardens. But like specifically, what are people having trouble with right now? Mm. Um, I checked just recently. What's interesting is we've got white flies uh, kind of coming on to zucchini. So check your zoo, well, check your other squash. Um, but they're just teeny tiny little white flies. And what they do is they suck on the leaves and they can kill the leaves. If you see that and you can't get them off, uh, then you wanna just clip that leaf and take it away. Don't put it in the compost because you don't wanna, you don't want to compost that because you never know if you're actually killing the pest. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And then some people are seeing powdery mildew on grapes, um, which is pretty common in our area, especially with our high temperatures. But powdery, powdery mildew, you got to make sure that you're well ventilated, whether you've got it on your tomatoes or maybe even squash plants or where we've seen it is on grape, grape plants. So you want to make sure that you cut the diseased plant off. So just the leaf part of it and um, dispose of it into your garbage. Don't put it in your compost. I have been seeing these weird green bugs on my strawberries and my blackberries that look a little like a squash bug, but they're smaller. Mm -hmm. um, and they seem to be eating the berries. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's part of my chaos garden is just being like, well, the bugs are here and I guess they're going to eat some of this. I try to be, you know, kind of, uh, 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 generous that way with the pests in the garden, I guess. But, <laughs> but, um, what are those and, and is there a way to get rid of them? 
I'm glad you're leaning into calling it a chaos garden. <laughs> first and foremost. And, you know, the beautiful thing about it, uh, about being in the garden and going through the Master Gardener training is that we learned that 95% of the pests that you have in the garden are beneficials. There's a, a 5% that you just don't want. And if you use pesticides, then you wipe out a lot of those beneficials. I would have to see a picture of this little critter okay. to know exactly what it is. And that's that's one thing that we're able to do. And both Ada County and Canyon County, if you have a garden situation, you can take a photo and you can send it into the Master Gardener program. And it's like sleuthing for us. We'll figure it out and we'll have an answer for you. What about you brought up the heat and like, my gosh, we have seen so much extreme heat this month. What does that mean for our gardens, like both good and bad? Are there are there any beneficials to it being really hot? Does anything like that? You know, I, I've often said that in the spring when I have my tomato plants growing and maybe they're trying to set fruit, they have blossoms and that sort of thing. I just wait for those like 85 to 90 degree days because they tomatoes really do well in that kind of weather especially about 90 degrees. But anything in the high 90s to 100s, it can it can cause some problems with your plants, obviously, right? The green shoulders that is also caused by high heat as well. So you can put you can put shade cloth over your uh, tomatoes if you need to. We are in our area we are so blessed to be able to grow what we can grow, right? There's so much we can put in the ground. And the high heat is just something that we have to deal with. Extra watering? Yes. When we have these high heat days, you have to water your plants every day. I had backed off of my garden to, to every other day when we were in the you know low to mid 90s. And then once we got above that, I said, nope, bring it on every single day because otherwise my plants are going to be talking to me. And you know when they do that because they all start to wilt, right? And droop. Yeah. Okay. Well, you brought up uh, canning earlier. So let's talk preserving, which I know you're an expert at. Uh, we've picked up so I have all these tomatoes and I know a lot of people are squash tomatoes. We have all these huge amounts of zucchinis and all these things. How do we preserve those? Emma, I'm such a fan of get it done. Get me from point A to point B in the fastest, quickest, easiest way, <laughs> La laziest way. Um, <laughs> but I would take, you know what I would do is I would take your yellow squash, if you really like it and enjoy it, and figure out what kind of um, recipes you can incorporate it into in the wintertime. And what I would do is I'd take those seeds out, take the skin off, and I would shred it, if you have some kind of a shredding mechanism, and or cut them up, freeze them, and then use them in the wintertime. I shred zucchini, and then I I freeze it in one cup, like little clumps, right? Yeah. And once those clumps are frozen, then I'll put them in the freezer bags and just huck them in the, in the freezer. Um, I'm a big fan of freezing. I Canning just takes too long for me. I'm not that patient with it, although I do do my share of it. I'm, uh, fortunately, I have some good grapes coming on this year, and we'll be, we will be canning grape juice this year. 
Oh, fun. I've never done that. Yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. And Ooh. then great mimosas on Sunday. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> With cement for my garden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the tomatoes, super simple. I told you about the, you know, the, the sauce that I make, but you can also just core a tomato, score it on the bottom, stick it in the freezer, freeze it, and then put it in freezer bags and use them in the winter time. The beautiful thing about scoring it is you can take those frozen tomatoes out and set them in your pot that you're going to use to make some stew or, or, or a soup. And then as soon as they start to thaw a little bit, you can actually slip that skin off so easily and huck it and then use the rest of the tomato. And you have a class coming up, right, about right. tomatoes yes. and preserving them? Tell us about that. It's in September, September 14th, and it's at Hillside Junior High School. And um, it's through Bo- Boise Community Ed. And it's six easy ways to storing your tomatoes for the winter. That's amazing. And uh, like you already taught me three <laughs> since we've been sitting here. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it never really it didn't occur to me that the squash to shred that. That's so smart. It's so easy. Um, but I know for a lot of people, canning can seem complicated. I honestly haven't done a ton of it in the last five years. It's just it's it kind of can be kind of overwhelming. But how can people learn more from you about canning? Ah, well, OK, we have a whole course at the University of Idaho through Ada County on master food preservation. And um, when I went through that certification, I came back and saw all the stuff that I had canned prior to that. And I actually threw it all out because I wasn't sure, one, of the recipe, and two, I wasn't sure if I properly canned it. So here's a good example. My husband had a wonderful grandmother. She had this great recipe called green stuff. It was a, a relish that she would make. And so we had the recipe, but that recipe is more than 100 years old. And back in the day, the acidity of vinegar used in those recipes was different than the acidity that we have now in vinegars. So we're no longer making green stuff, but we found a recipe that closely matches it, that has been tried and and tested by a university. Oh, wow. That is fascinating. That hadn't occurred to me that I have a bunch of recipes from my great grandma and my grandma. Didn't even occur to me that you might need to update that stuff. You do. You need to take a quick look at it and say, okay, has anything changed over the years? Usually jams and jellies, you can get away with it. But the acidity level of tomatoes has changed and we just want to make sure everybody is safe. Well, Gretchen, we're so lucky to have you as a resource, and I appreciate you being so gentle on my chaos garden, a seven. Uh, Not what I was expecting. Uh, My husband was even like, you're very brave to send her pictures of this garden. (laughs) I think the seven is for the love and the excitement that you had for the garden. Now we just need to temper it for next year, next season. Well, uh, we'll have you back in the fall so that you can tell us how to put our gardens to bed. Uh, Mine will probably be a bit of a beast, so I'll need a little extra advice. But as always, Gretchen, so wonderful to talk to you. And thank you so much for making time for us. Always a pleasure, Emma. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. If you enjoyed the show, come get some of this dang zucchini. If you want to see pictures of my heavy on the chaos garden, check out our Instagram. We'll be back tomorrow morning with a rowdy review of this year's Western Idaho Fair. Bye. Bye.